0: We're gonna to have to stop. Okay, that's the whole thing, good. Okay, that's the whole yeah, that's thing. It. That's it, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so we have seven participants. Um, so I would like to find out. Okay, so area code 502, who are you?
1: Marilyn Smith from
0: Louisville. Hi, Hi. thank you for being here. Um, and who is 719?
2: Area code 71. That's me, me, Marcia.
0: Hi, I thought that might be you. Okay, and who is area code 817? Cleora. Oh, Cleora, hi. Hi. (laughs) Hey, y'all. The gang's all here. I I didn't. (laughs) Who who was that? Who was 817? I'm sorry, I didn't hear who you were. Cleora. Cleola?
3: Cleora. Cleora. C-L-E-O-R-A.
0: Have you have you been with us before? I don't remember you, I'm sorry to say. Uh, uh, I think so. No. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome. You know, I'm getting older as we all are day by day. Um, okay. So, um, and I know 614 is Mary, and Ann Parsons and Ann Barnes signed in with their names, um, if it's, if it's okay with everybody, I think let's wait. Oh, there's Abby. Hi, Abby. Um, so uh, let's see. I, for some reason, I'm having, I think because I'm in Zoom, I'm having trouble seeing the time. I think it's 8 o'clock. Does anybody no, it's, just, it's, wow. just a, it's
4: just after 6 my time. And, uh, hello, Debbie, Deborah. This is Abby. I just, I just caught in. I know. I said hello to you. Didn't you oh, hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I hadn't pressed my call the device audio button. I guess I didn't hear Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So let's wait a few minutes, I think. Just, just a couple of minutes. Um, I, I feel um, very embarrassed still about last month. And so I want you all to know that I I did some practicing with Zoom and I, I'm now a Zoom wizard, not.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but Bob Acosta, bless his heart. He was worried about me. So I came here at quarter Till and he was already here. He said he was worried. <laughs> uh, I'm a yes, of um, course. You know, of course. But I, I'm, now I'm a wizard. Um, oh, actually, good. I, good. I think since everyone was talking about the, pandemic I what I'm thinking about doing is having a using uh, Zoom to have a conference call with my family tomorrow. I've never done that, but I think it'd be kind of fun, and we need to talk about my youngest daughter is supposed to get married April 25th in Jamaica Ooh. We, we're all going. Yeah. so I oh think my, oh boy I we think we're needing to come up with a contingency plan, and it's horrible. I mean yeah you know, it is
5: and, and Deborah real quick, you have to use the free Zoom. They've lifted that 40-minute um uh, Anne,
0: Anne, Anne, I'm not using the free Zoom. I have a oh. professional account. Oh, yeah. I'm just okay. letting people know as, as, in
5: case they, they need to use it. Okay,
0: yeah, as <clears> part <throat> of, um, uh, because I'm part of Accessible World, we I have a professional yeah. account in order to do this lovely group. So, um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I in fact, one of my work relationships, um, Ac- Ac- Access World, the magazine, we have a team meeting every month. <laughs> That's kind of funny because they're using um, the free account. So our meetings are usually only about a half hour, but when they go off, we all get cut off and we often oh, call back. Wow. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. <laughs>
5: oh, gosh. Oops. Huh. Oh, well. Yeah, you mm-hmm. I- don't have to worry about that if you are if you haven't done that yet you won't have to worry about that right now oh <laughs> oh you oh, you've lifted that 30 minute restriction yeah they did, did right? because oh. they did because that way if schools have to teachers have to get in touch with their students and schools have to have virtual classes that's why he did it i found oh, that out from a yes. friend of mine this
4: morning oh okay. yes that's that's good yes okay
0: so um we now have 9 people so there's somebody that i don't know here's what i'm going to do um, I, I think that before I introduce Marcia, it would be nice if Marcia knows who you are. So I'm gonna ask you, you know, in 30 seconds or less as I call on you to say your name, where you're located, and if you want to say what you've written or what you're working on right now, that might be interesting. Everybody here is is a writer, yeah. I think. Okay, so I'm Deborah Kendrick and everybody knows me and I've written probably couple thousand articles and a few books and right now if there's time at the end of the meeting I'm going to ask you all to help me with a tiny writing crisis I don't have a title for my book that's going to go into production as soon as I get a title we'll talk about that if there's time um, but it's not a memoir so it doesn't really fit um, so Anne Parsons go Oh, and I'm in Florida. I'm sorry. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, but I'm from Cincinnati, and who knows when
2: I'll be able to go there again. Okay, Ann. Hi, uh, I'm Ann Parsons, and I'm in Rochester, New York. And I have a cousin who lives several miles from you. She's in Tarpon Springs. So, um, oh, that's but,
0: close. That's right up the
2: yeah, road. Yeah, it's, right, it's exactly right up the road. And um, I am the author of The Demis, which is a science fiction novel. And it's available on Amazon and other places.
1: Cool. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Marilyn? Marilyn Smith, Louisville, Kentucky. And I love Ann's book, by the way, Anne Parsons' book. Oh, <laughs> I recommend you. it if you haven't read it. Um, I've written a book. It's a collection of my goodies Chasing the Green Sun, it's in, available at Pages.com. Um, I've edited a whole bunch of stuff for Behind Our Eyes and uh, for other people, too, and written a bunch of p- articles for most of the disability mags.
0: Awesome. Thank you for being here.
4: Um, let's see. Uh, Abby. Okay, well, I'm Abby Taylor. I live in Sheridan, Wyoming. I'm the author of Two Novels, two poetry collections, and a memoir, and I'm currently working on another novel.
0: And I have read a lot of your short pieces, and I just finished The Red Dress about a week
5: or so ago. Oh, thank you. It was nice. Um, Thank you. Let's see. The other Anne, Anne Barnes. Hey. Okay. Hey, guys, this is Anne Harrison Barnes, and I'm from Rochelle, Georgia, which is a small town in South Central Georgia, And, um, which I'm about a few hours above you, Deborah. I am working on revising and rewriting my book, A Journey of Faith, A Stepping Stones Mystery. But I do have a few things, a couple of things published out there. I have um, Inner Vision, which eventually will get a facelift too. And I also have Maggie's Gravy Train Adventure, which is a children's book. That's it. So, okay. And Mary. I'm Mary
6: Hyland. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And um, I have finished two memoirs. One is The Bumpy Road to Assisted Living, a daughter's memoir about uh, moving my mother into assisted living. And the um, most recent is the um, book I titled Inside Out One Blind Woman's View. Of her life and each chapter is devoted to a different facet of my life um, for instance one chapters on cross-country skiing and others on tandem bicycling and others on public speaking and so on it's not a chronological autobiography and um, I've been published in chicken soup for the soul and I've recently submitted two different stories um, for upcoming chicken soup um, books, but i don't know if they 've been accepted or not okay, and thank
0: you and um Cleora
3: well i'm in Fort Worth, and I really haven't done anything noteworthy. I've had a few little things published in magnets and letters and uh, consumer vision, but no books at this point, nothing really noteworthy.
0: You get that. The the 719, there's a 719 who isn't Marsha. Who are you? Or maybe Marsha called in on two phones?
2: <laughs> I don't know how I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: I've got two seven
6: one nines in the list. Yeah. Is there a hello?
2: Can maybe, you hear me?
0: Yes. yes.
6: Oh yes. hi, I'm Rebecca Shields, and I'm a good friend of mm-hmm. That's One uh-huh. reason why I I joined in—we've known each other for years. I'm in Colorado Springs, as she is, and um, I'm like Cleora. I have not had a lot of any books published. I've written some stuff for. Um, different entities, um, but nothing big. So nothing really uh, to brag about really, I guess. But um, what I most want to say is, is that Marsha is a good friend and I want to be here to support her.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Well, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. So is, is there anyone who isn't Marsha who I didn't call on? Okay. So, um, what I am going to try to do in a minute is, but you know, you're also quiet. Maybe I don't need to. I learned how to mute everybody but the speaker the other day, but I think I'll try just to not do that. Um, so I want you to know that, that probably the primary reason that I invited Marcia to speak to us this evening was entirely selfish. Um, I, I've heard her make presentations, so I know that she's really good. And uh, we are both in another small writers group, which is an alumni chapter of Guide Dogs for the Blind. And it's called GDB Writers. And I missed a meeting where Marcia made this presentation. And uh, I was so sorry to have missed it. And then everybody said it was so good. And um, so I asked her if she'd be willing to do a similar one for us. So um, she is going to talk to us about memoir writing and how to tell the truth and not get into trouble. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I've, read, I, I've read a handful of things that Marcia has written when she's posted them to um, the various lists. Uh, and so I can also vouch for the fact that she's a wonderful writer. And as you saw in the the um, notice that I sent out she's a professional writer with a lot of, of experience so um, with that Marcia I would like to say
3: the, the, the microphone is yours as they say <laughs> well I I'm so honored that you all called in and I'm intimidated because many of you are uh, more well accomplished than I am um, so my first you know, uh, whatever. Disclaimer is, I don't know any more than anybody else. <laughs> but um, I, did, I did have a professional writing career in journalism. Um, I worked for a newspaper, re- as a newspaper reporter, and then I got into corporate communications and public relations and marketing and advertising and desktop publishing and all that kind of stuff. So it was totally a nonfiction writing career and now that I'm retired, um, I'm delving a little bit more into the creative writing aspect of, of writing, um, but fiction is not my strong suit, so maybe it's natural that I kind of gravitated toward memoir, because it is nonfiction. non-fiction. Um, and I haven't done a big book or anything like that either, ladies, and I tell you that a lot of little things add up to be big things, so if you're writing regularly, that's a big thing. And the nice thing about memoir is that it can be a shorter piece. It doesn't have to be book length, like an autobiography. And, um, you know, it may be something that once you write enough uh, personal essays that are memoir, you know, you can compile them into a book. But you don't have to, the memoir doesn't have to be an entire book to start off with. Um, Memoir has definitely been very popular during the last decade so there's a lot of markets for writing memoir so that's a good thing. Um, Let me just briefly touch on memoir versus autobiography because a lot of people confuse the two and they really are not the same at all. Um, Autobiography usually is a book length um, piece Um, and it's a first person. So it's your biography. Um, and it's, it's research based. It's factual. Um, you have to talk to a lot of people and ask a lot of questions. Um, but the only people who can really write an autobiography are people who are famous. Um, If if you're a celebrity, if you're a sports star, if you're a politician, um, or if you're part of something really big—a discovery or you know, a trip to the moon or um, whatever—you know, then you may be able to write an autobiography. If it's an important event, Um, it's usually about someone's entire life. It's usually chronological. It's more formal. Um, Michelle Obama's becoming book is a good one that I can recommend, which doesn't even span her whole life, but it is an autobiography because she's a celebrity.
4: Um,
3: versus memoir, um, memoir is not about you. Where autobiography is about the famous person, memoir is not about you. It's it's not about your story. That the reader isn't really interested in you at all. You don't. You, you don't matter. You're not famous. You're not important. What they're interested in is your life experience, um, some kind of universal theme that they can relate to. Um, they 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 want emotional truth, um, mind shreddingly honest is a term I picked up. But like a universal theme, like emotional illness or struggling, you know, with divorce or redemption, but you need to give them a hook why they want to read it. They don't want to just read a story about your ugly divorce. Um, There's nothing in it for them. Um, They want to know what the theme of it is, what, what was transformational about it. Um, What can they learn from your experience? Um, So you've got to have a universal theme, and then you come up with a, a plot line to illustrate that theme. And you're really just focusing on the emotions of the theme, not every detail. So if you think of it like instead of an entire photo album of your life, you pick up one snapshot and you tell a story about that or you know it's not the whole pie it's just a slice of the pie that you want to focus on to to you know explore your theme. um you want to write small you know like if you're talking about the impact of war um that's that's really big but if you focus on um like a a a burnt toy on a battlefield or something like that that's specific so you want to you want to kind of get close and savor the moment and shift your perspective to a really finite perspective Um, focus on the little things So you want to, like, narrow your focus but have a broad view of what you're talking about so the reader can relate to it. I hope that makes sense. Um, Basically, if autobiography um, would be fact and memoir would be feeling. Um, Autobiography would be a timeline and memoir would be a theme. Um, Autobiography would be an accomplishment. And a memoir is just memories. Autobiography is out of the ordinary, you know, really exceptional. Memoir can be ordinary, but it has broad appeal that your readers can relate to. So that's the other thing you want to think about when you're writing memoirs. Who are your readers? A lot of people write memoir for themselves as a personal journal or maybe as a uh, living history for their family, um, and other people are looking for, you know, commercial recognition, so you want to look at that, too. Um, So, but you want the reader to see themselves in your story, so, again, that universal truth, not just all the terrible things your husband did to you. (laughs) And, you know, the reader wants to care about you as a character. So you need to show your vulnerabilities. You want to have strengths and weaknesses. You want to be real and believable. You don't want to be superhuman. Nobody's going to buy into that. And if you show your vulnerability, it gives you credibility because everybody can relate to that. We've all had tough situations. So, you know, you want to be really honest about it. Um, a lot of what comes out of memoir is, is over the passage of time, it brings clarity. So maybe you had a trauma as a child, um, and it's, you know, you're in your 60s now, and you can articulate it and come away with something from it. Um, So, you know, you you want to tell a true story, but you don't want to use it as an opportunity to be vindictive or seek revenge or hurt someone else. Um, There's just no point in that. Um, A lot of people think of memoir writing as therapeutic, and it can be. But um, it it doesn't have to be, because if you think about therapy, like physical therapy or family therapy, you better get something out of it every time, right? You're trying to fix yourself. Um, But you don't necessarily need to fix yourself with memoir, but it can be cathartic. Um, It can help us heal to share our story. Um, But expecting you know some big kind of transformation may be unrealistic if 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 you know you're going to write this story in order to resolve your issues you know they may or may not be resolved by your writing your story so therapy shouldn't be the only reason that you're writing memoir and you need to be careful too because some memories are so painful um, when you start delving into them Um, You might need to have a little support in place, you know, you can re-traumatize yourself by digging deep into some of this stuff. So you want to make sure you have good perspective, Um, but it can really help you discover, you know, things about yourself and learn from our fears and give us a stronger sense of ourselves and help us live more easily with things that have hurt us and move forward. Um, So let's see. So, you know, like any other kind of writing, um, including fiction, you want it to be entertaining, you want it to be enriching, you want it to be enlightening. Um, So make sure that it has those ingredients. Um, Sometimes you can start a memoir, like at at, at the end, like, you know, I adopted a baby, but then go back to the beginning of the story about what, what brought you to the point of choosing to do an adoption or something like that. So it's often reflecting back. Um, and you don't want to just talk about the external conflict, like uh, a terminal illness is an external conflict but you wanna talk about the internal conflict that you're having about resisting it and then coming to a point of acceptance, for instance. Um, an external conflict would be, you know, mom has Alzheimer's, um, but, you know, what what do you do with that? Um, how does that affect the nature of your relationship with your mother or your own children? Um, So it's not what you went through, but what you learned from what you went through. Um, So that there is a transformation in the sense of moving forward, personal growth, change. Um, That's something that's really important to be in a memoir. As I say, not just an information dump about all the terrible things that ever happened to me, um, but how it affected my thinking and my beliefs and my values that might help somebody else. Um, let's see. So if you're, if you're writing a memoir about a particular situation, you want to have some anecdotes in there. Um, but you want to limit the anecdotes to the ones that really support your theme. So if you're writing about, you know, becoming estranged from your sister, um, maybe how she raises her children has nothing to do with the issue you have with your sister. So you don't want to include an anecdote about that if it's not relevant you want to stay focused on your theme. Um, And then let's see, I'm sorry, I'm reading through my notes here. And you can use dialogue, which is obviously, you know, kind of hard to recreate um, exactly. 20, 30, 40 years later, um, but you want to get the gist of the truth. You don't want to fabricate. You don't want to exaggerate. You don't want to embellish. You, you really just want to be telling the truth about what happened and let the reader process the information and come to a conclusion so you're not, you're not guiding the reader to judge your sister you're just you know sharing your memories of what happened you know good bad and indifferent and and maybe the bad things you did to contribute but you know so that it's believable but um so that that's the hard part is if you're telling the truth about you know some estrangement between you and your sister your sister might get really pissed off if she reads it So you want to be careful. You want to consider the feelings of others when you're writing your memoir because it is a true story. So you're going to be writing about your parents or your spouse or your children or your coworkers, and you really want to consider their feelings. They have feelings. And, you know, there's always two sides to a story. So you have your memory of it, which is real, and the other person has their memory of it, which is real, but they might not match exactly. So you need to be a little bit generous um, about, you know, what's the emotional truth, even though your memory may be unreliable, you know, just try try to not judge the other person when you're talking about what happened. Um, use as many facts as you can to recall the scene you know check the weather reports or the headlines or you know look in your photo album talk to family you know look in scrapbooks you know refresh your memory revisit the scene you know to make it as true as you possibly can but you can lie by omission (laughs) so if there's something that's just not relevant to the memoir or the theme and it's just going to hurt somebody you know you don't have to put it in there um you know you 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 may want to err on the side of kindness if these are living people (laughs) that you have to live with for a while Um, you can also try to approach the other person and ask them about what would their truth be um, and it might actually be an opportunity to open up, you know, doors of conversation and communication that have been closed. And you might find that they even welcome the opportunity to talk about it um, and do some repair. So I wouldn't totally avoid that opportunity. It, it, It may give you you know, it may lead to another memoir. (laughs) You do have to worry about legal issues, um, defamation and invasion of privacy. Um, So defamation is tricky. um, If you're telling the truth, Um, it, it doesn't seem like somebody could sue you for defaming them if it's true. But again, their truth may not totally match yours. Like, um, Racing with Scissors, I think, was the name of the book. Um, running, boy was running, Running, and
2: Running with running, Scissors,
3: yeah. and uh, you know, it was a true story. But then he fictionalized, you know, the names of his foster parents. But they recognized themselves in the book, and um, their perspective of what happened was different. And he ended up having to, you know, republish the book as um, fiction. And and you know sometimes you can just cover, you know cover yourself with a uh, kind of a statement that you know um, you know helps you not identify anybody you know change their attributions. That's another way you can lie in memoir. Of- you can make them a redhead instead of black hair if you want to, as long as the you know story is true um you can often use pseudonyms you might want to err on the caution side of caution using pseudonyms you can even use a pseudonym for yourself writing as somebody else um and you know depending on the level of the story you might even want to consult with an attorney before you publish it um because even if you are telling the truth, you can be slapped with a lawsuit and you can damage relationships um, and you can also damage their reputation. So even if it's true, like those foster parents, um, invasion of privacy and things like that um, affects their livelihood, you know, then they may have a right to sue you. So you wanna be careful about that. Um, that's about, that, that, those are the main points I have. I've got some more information about different lengths and, you know, formats and that sort of thing, but why don't we open it up a little bit because I was, feeling like I was really rambling.
0: Oh, no, no, it's, it was, I was, I was thinking just the opposite actually of how remarkably organized you are. And um, um, glad that there'll be a recording because I, I wasn't taking notes. Um, I'm I'm going to jump in right away with one question that I, I wasn't aware that I remember when Running with Scissors came out, it was a bestseller and I got it and tried to read it and it just bored. It I couldn't. I couldn't hook into it. So I never read it. And I remember knowing vaguely that there was legal trouble, but I didn't realize that it was what you just said. Do you know any more about that? Like, did did he publish it under another title then? Or what what was the... No, I
6: think
3: it was the same title, but I mean, he did have to republish it as fiction and then he had to put some kind of statement in there. So... I, I don't know if they got any kind of award or anything out of it, but, um, wow. you know, it, it, it did come back to bite him um, just because they had, you know, a different side of the story.
1: But, you know, in a sense, it might have gotten them more attention and more readership yeah. if they had left it alone.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just a chance. I mean, if, yeah. if somebody... Curious. You know, and, and I got a call recently to, to help a lady write her brother's memoir, and he was involved in a, a DUI. He was, he, he was a drunk driver, and he killed um, a bride and her mother uh, oh. the night of the rehearsal dinner or something like that. Mm. It was very tragic, and he went to prison for almost two decades, and, of course, he became redeemed and blah, 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 blah. And she, you know, wants to tell his story of redemption. And I said, you know, he had, he killed some people. I, I was a little more delicate than that. But, um,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, if, if the, that family sees him, quote, profiting, making speeches um, and writing books based on the fact that he killed these people and then he redeemed himself they might not appreciate that. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Wow. Another. Something you have uh, to think about. Now, maybe he could contact that family and, you know, they could be part of his redemption story. It might even make it a better book if, you know, they, they, 20 years later, learn to forgive or whatever but for him to just write it and profit off of it um, was like no i'm not touching it
1: they worked it out somehow there was a a church bus uh crash with a uh, drunk driver here in kentucky not too many years ago and uh, a bunch of people died a lot of the kids it was kids who had gone to an amusement park and were coming home late at I night. Remember that. No. And somehow they worked it out so that they could write the book and include the uh, the driver um, who hit the bus uh, and and yet bring it on the side of the parents and the children. And I'm sure they had to have a lot of cooperative agreements to do that.
0: I, I think good for them to,
3: to do that and still tell the story.
1: Yeah.
0: I think another approach could be, um, I have never written memoir per se. I mean, I, you know, in lots of things I might include personal reflections, you know, but not, you know, the personal experiences or whatever, but I've never written memoir per se. And I wrote um, a a fragment about 10 years ago and it was kind of what you were talking about with using it as therapy. I wrote something to get rid of it, you know, to sort of get it out of me because it was so painful and I started writing that. Well, I shared it, um, in this last year, I shared it with two different writers groups, a little bit of it with this group, I think. Um, but um, people thought it was fiction. I didn't tell them this is about my life.
3: mm mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> A novel. And that's been rolling around in my head ever since. That Because what kept me from continuing with it was just this sort of thing. I didn't want to be, um, I didn't, there were a couple people I didn't care if I hurt them, but I wouldn't want them to come after me. They could hurt me. I mean, they already tried to hurt me, so I didn't want to, but, but I, I, it occurred to me when people mistook it for fiction. Well, I could just write it that way. So, I mean, in a way, that's what you, the... Run, you, can,
3: is. you can, as long as they... If they can identify themselves, they can still come after you. So you can do it that way. You just got to really fictionalize their identity and their names and maybe the setting and as much as possible. Uh, yeah, Because. Yeah. If they can identify themselves and then they say, I lost my job because of you or whatever, or my wife right. lost me because of you. Um, <laughs> right.
2: <don't>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. so It's tricky.
5: <clears throat> so who but else like has I questions? I it's the most
3: popular kind of writing now, so everybody's doing it, so it can be done.
0: I, I, I just have to say that... Um, you know, I I say a lot that I'm the queen of the missed opportunity. I've had a lot of really wonderful things happen professionally, but I've also had an unusual number of things where something was offered to me and I froze and I I couldn't take, I couldn't act on it. And one was about 20 years ago. And um, I had a conversation with an agent who begged me to write a memoir. And I said, I couldn't do that because I didn't. I didn't want to hurt people. And I, and I what I used to say is, uh, I'll write certain things when all the key players are dead.
1: When they're so. all dead, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then they,
0: then they can't come after me.
4: <laughs> I can't hurt their feelings. Um, anyway, uh, okay. Debbie, I don't. This is Abby. I don't have a question per se, but I have a comment. When I wrote to my ideal partner, uh, one of the things I did. Is I changed the names of certain healthcare professionals that Bill and I worked with after his strokes because I thought that perhaps some of their actions were perceived, might be perceived as negative. And so, uh, unfortunately, nothing, I mean, it was nothing really bad, but there were, you know, was, uh, uh, some, some social workers and, you know, stuff like that who said things that should, they shouldn't have said. And that kind of thing that I, you know, I thought I might get in trouble. So perhaps that's one way you can, if you want to, you know, just change their names. And I put a disclaimer at the front of the book saying names of, some names in place have been changed to protect privacy. That way, hopefully, people wouldn't, you know, if they might see themselves, they realize, well, that, that their names have been, their identity is protected and they're not going to yeah, I was
1: I was editing a story for someone um, about a healthcare situation. It was in our first anthology, Under Eyes. And he wanted to name names and, you know, place guilt. And I said, don't do that. You're not only going to get yourself sued, you might get us sued.
6: Yeah. So let's change those <laughs> yeah.
1: names. And so we did.
6: This is Mary. I have a question, uh, Marcia. You talked about... Um, how memoir is really in these days, and I wonder if you would have any recommendations for markets for memoir type pieces.
3: Actually, yes, and and I I sent Deborah a list of resources which she'll send out to everybody. You'll send that out, Deborah. I will indeed. Call, my um, my
0: my plan was to do it immediately after. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. And. And and there are some links on there to, you know, uh, all of my education now is online. I mean, I'm 60, almost 65 years old. I'm not going back to college for an MFA, but, you know, you can Google (laughs) write a memoir and come up with uh, an MFA worth of material. So there's some links there, and then there's some books. And then recently I submitted something to Brevity, which they didn't accept, but they kindly Sent me a long list of um, publications for memoir, and I pasted those on there too. Ooh, oh,
0: cool! Nice. Oh, that's very so nice.
3: Idea. Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, well, I have two questions. Uh, one is, uh, so if if you're, I I haven't submitted um, coal for years. You know, that's that's how I got started. But when I got started, when you submitted material, it was through the mail and you enclosed a self-addressed envelope and you waited and you sweated and then, you know, whatever. But I haven't done that for years because I've had, I, I don't, I don't have to, I mean, you know, I have plenty of work to do, but if you do that, so you say you just sent something off, is it, is it all email now? Can almost
3: all of
2: it's online, and they
3: have platforms like Submittable. A lot of the publications require that you, you use Submittable, or, you know, the, in their submission guidelines, they'll give you the specific, you, you know, you can what? still snail mail, but almost none what of
4: is What
5: it's is Submittable? It's uh, just
6: a, go ahead, someone else want
0: to? Well, I
5: was going to say, because this is Anne H. Um, what I was going to I've used it with trying to submit to magazines. Basically, it's an online platform. You have to sign up with a free account, um, and what you do, well, I have a free account, and what you do is you submit to the specific magazine. They, they give you a link that's specifically for their publication. You have a, um, a cover letter, and then you attach your file according to their guidelines and uploads it to the submittable database and then you can go in and check your status after you've been after it's been submitted to the magazine mm-hmm. and it'll tell you whether it's in progress or whether it, whether it's been accepted or not sometimes they'll email you sometimes it'll just tell you you can, you can is
0: it accessible to screen yeah. readers yeah yeah from what
5: I've, yeah Okay.
3: And they'll also cool. send out um, a list of submission opportunities. Um, but like Chicken Soup for the Soul, um, you know, they you submit directly to them. So, you know, a lot of places use Submittable, but other places you submit directly to them. But um, Submittable is nice because then you can see when I send it in and, you know, the time that's elapsed and all of that. Nice. It's
0: kind of a so, now. I, my my yeah, other clear question, Marsha, is what um your interest in this you know didn't just come out of a, a void you what are you you working on have you written or published or are you writing some
3: memoir pieces
0: what yeah
3: I mean almost most of what I write now is memoir, but um i I had something published on Motherwell, but I wrote it under another name because it was a very delicate subject uh,
1: uh-huh. and
3: you know i got I got published in there um, but you know it it doesn't all have to be dark i mean i i I wrote a story about I went to one of my high school class reunions and I didn't have enough vision to see who I was talking to. And this guy came up to me right before I was leaving and asked what I was doing these days. And I'm like, you know, single mom, whatever. And he's like, Oh, you must be modeling. You're drop dead gorgeous. And I, I just, that was one of those things in life. You have to write up how many people.
0: (laughs) 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 You, you posted that. I think you posted that to Writer's Party Line. Because
3: That's right. And it doesn't it was, have to be dark. It can be fun. It, was it can so be frivolous. <laughs> I've written about my grandson helping grocery shop with me because he can read the labels, you know? It it doesn't have to be heavy um, drama. It it can be light. Um, And there's a lot of market for that too, especially, like I say, if there's something transformational that comes out of it that other people who are struggling with kids who have ADD or, you know, whatever the issue is, um, that they can borrow from your experience.
0: And that kind of stuff, it makes me think of Reader's Digest. I used to read Reader's Digest when I was a kid, that, and I and I, I hadn't read it for probably 40 years, and I read one, I don't know, maybe six months ago when it started being unbarred. I thought, I wonder if that's anything like it used to be, and it's exactly like it used to be. It ain't changed. So, uh, um, but, but anyway... There's a lot of uh, that sort of thing in there. I mean, you having yeah, gra- shopping with your grandson would probably fit perfectly into some of those ongoing categories they have in Reader's Digest. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: It's just um, that snapshot, you know. Well, I wrote a, a thing the other day, um, about a year and a half, a year ago, um, because it's this is an incident that happened to me. And um, it's the story of how my friend and I went to a sub shop and we got subs. We wanted tuna subs and we brought them home and we unwrapped them. And when we got them unwrapped, we discovered that all of the condiments and all of the lettuce, the, the tomato and the onion and everything was on it, but there was no tuna fish.
3: Oh <laughs> everything was
2: there but the tuna fish. <laughs> well What's Marcia, the take
6: I,
3: away. <laughs>
6: Marcia, I wanna I wanna compliment you about your uh, article about the public bathrooms and um I have yes. used that uh at the at my office to uh work with other blind people and they just get a <laughs> kick out of it. They love it. Men or women and they have yeah. just talked and talked about that story. So um I do believe that sometime I'm going to have to have you come and present it in person. <laughs> now, that was a memoir
3: that wouldn't get anybody in trouble. It was just about me in the bathroom. That's right. That's right. right. And it was yeah. very
6: good. It was very good. And they just love it. So uh, anyway, I wanted to uh, bring that <laughs> tell you about that.
3: Well, thank you, yeah. Becky. And, you know, that's a lot of what I look for. Sometimes when I start out writing something, I'm really grieving or hurting or angry or whatever I am. But as I'm writing it and I'm thinking, okay, what 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 am I expecting anybody else to get out of this? You know, that, finding some humor goes a long way. To to working with memoir, working with difficult situations, if you can kind of make people laugh about it. Did I lose y'all? No, too
6: much
4: bathroom talk. Too much bathroom. I'm still here. I had to. I had. I had used (laughs) myself. Am I? But Mary- I Mary am so sorry. I was
3: putting your mom into assisted living, and I thought that was that was very well done. Oh, and-
4: yes, absolutely. I agree with that. That was, yeah. that was also. And then her latest book about blindness is also a very good example. And, 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 and Mary, I like the way, because you do it a little bit differently than other memoirs. You know, you don't do it chronologically. You do it by section, by topic. And so it's kind of all over the place. And you think it might be disorganized, but it really is not. I think it's a great way well, of, thank you. of telling your story.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it's and, a- and how, what, when I talked about in the in the in the bumpy road book, and that was moving my mother into assisted living. As Marcia said, you have to be careful about hurting somebody. So I waited until after my mother had passed away before I wrote that book because, you know, there was a lot of stuff in there that I would have been embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I did try to incorporate some humor
3: to that. Oh, I I laughed when you you were talking about, you know, going to – help her move and because you couldn't see having no idea of the mass massive amount of stuff yeah right
0: Uh, you didn't change any names when you were talking
2: about nursing oh dear oh that's just my phone and it's, it's, it's somebody whose um, number I don't know, so I'm not picking up.
4: You sound like me. Well, well I don't pick up either because you never know if it's going to be a robot. I don't either. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, if they want, if they want me, they can leave a message. I
0: know. Anyway, so Mary, I, did you I, did you answer my question?
6: I missed it if you did. <laughs> I, I did, did not you? because there was phone ringing and stuff. Right, um, yeah. I don't remember where I did it, but I did change something, and I don't remember where, w- in which book it was or where it was, but I do know that I, I did change something. Uh-huh. Names and, and
2: that,
6: stuff. That's
3: okay. That's yeah, that's that's
2: okay. Just just don't
3: tell the, don't don't change the truth of the story.
0: Right, well, right. I I've, I've noticed. Um, I I would say something like uh, eight out of ten books that I read these days do have a statement somewhere that either if it's fiction, you know, that all of the characters and da, 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 are yeah, I I know, the author's imagination. And the and, disclaimer. You know, yeah. And then um, and then in nonfiction, you know, for to protect people's privacy, names have been changed. So I I kinda I kinda like, you know, so that Sometimes seems to be a- oh, go ahead. pretty
3: but, but like I say, one of the other things I like about memoirs is that you can write it short. You don't have to clear or write a whole book, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just write a, a short essay, you know, and then they can become a collection or whatever. But there, there are lots of outlets for short memoir these days. So it's an opportunity to... That's good so news. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
6: I do a lot of that. I, you know, I have a blog and a lot of it is is memoir material and I use a lot of that for my book. Yeah, here, here,
3: here yeah, in your own book you could. Now here's my issue. I would like to start a blog, but if if I publish something like Bathrooms for the Blind on my blog, I can't submit it somewhere else. It's been but published.
5: If, but if no, mm-hmm. but if you put if you were to add it to a collection, you could self-publish. It.
3: Yeah, if you change it, but you know, that's that's the only thing to be aware of is is if you publish it on your blog, that so you may not be able to submit it that way.
5: Depending on yeah, that
6: is an issue that I that I would like to talk a little bit more about. Um, I I had heard that before that it it's considered published if it's on your blog, but is that, <clears throat> then I, then I read about somebody who, who published a book and he, in the subtitle, he mentions that it's, um, you know, a collection from his blog. And I thought, no, okay, now is that, is it? But because he
2: published he his book. I'm, I'm okay, saying so
3: you couldn't, you couldn't submit it to, somebody else like chicken soup for right the soul which had been published right. on your blog
6: right but yeah, a yeah. published book you can get away with it right yeah. right. right
3: right right okay
6: yeah,
0: yeah. okay a lot of, uh, there are some blog collections even on bard that that blind people have yeah. self-published it's a good yeah, build a yeah. Collection,
3: if you're going to yeah. publish yourself yeah. yeah 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 and if you had a book um, that
1: some uh best you know, big um, name publisher wanted and part of it had been published before if they approved it, you know, it would be up to them as to whether they wanted to
3: take take it knowing a piece of it had been published. You know, when you read the submission guidelines, sometimes they'll say it's okay if it's only been on a blog. Right. Uh, uh-huh. You know, uh, just uh, a piece uh, of it has been.
5: And yes, and to read
3: their to submission add, guidelines.
5: I'm sorry. Now, in some books that I've read, it'll say that the published, the book, the story or whatever has been published before, and it'll give a publication date.
3: Well, like I say, you just have to check with that publication submission guidelines. Right. They can all be different. And that's the biggest reason that submissions are rejected is because you don't follow the submission guidelines. hmm Like, you know, like I'll I'll type an essay and I'll always have my name and date and all that on the top. And then you go to the submission guidelines and it says, don't have any identifying information. (laughs) Right, right, right. You have (laughs) to make that change, or they're just going to throw you out. Yeah. Without even (laughs) reading you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I've I've entered contests like that. You know, I was thinking when I said I've only sent stuff, that's not entirely true. I have entered contests you know, in recent years, and won a few, um, and and submitted to a few things where I just happened to see that a magazine wanted X, Y, or Z, and I have sent those by email, and it is interesting how, you know, sometimes it'll say, we don't want your name in the manuscript, put your, you know, put your name in a separate attachment with your, all your contact information, etc., but not in the manuscript, so
5: that's kind of...
0: Um, I think that the whole publishing world is (laughs) becoming more and more and more aware of this whole nonsense with litigation, because even these two books that I've done in the last six months with National Braille Press, the editor there, she's wonderful to, to work with. She's so smart, but her, I mean... I mentioned somebody's name I quoted some every single person that I mentioned she she wanted me to get permission from them you know like you know I, I I say you know in one part sometimes it's a good idea to do this you know Andy so-and-so who lives here did this you know right but that's all and I, and, and she right. said we need to get his permission so I mean right. So, uh, and I, and she, um, for each of these, because they're both sort of kind of medically related, she wrote a disclaimer that, you know, the author, neither the author nor the publisher, you know, are endorsing anything or, claim, you know, making any medical claims, you know, the, the kind of blah, blah, you see everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, consult yeah. your doctor. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm fine with that, but I, 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 I it has made me notice, boy, everybody's everybody's just so worried about mm-hmm. um about the whole litigation thing. So, you know, when it comes to memoir, wait till they're all dead. Of course then you can't remember anything. <laughs> 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 Here. Uh one one thing I thought of um, while you were presenting, Marcia, you know, you were talking about, you know, look at photo albums and talk to people and so forth. A friend of mine, when I was trying to um, recapture something for a piece of writing a long time ago, said to me, think about the things you were eating then or the things you were smelling. Mm. And I, I thought that was a really cool
3: suggestion. Um, yeah, you know, there's. I yeah, it, 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 that that's another thing. I mean, the internet is so great. I mean, if you're writing something about the 1950s, you can Google what were the popular songs, what were the popular movies, uh, what was the fashion yeah. of the day. Yeah. You yeah. can get all kinds of background information. You know, just at the touch of your mm. fingers.
1: It bothers yeah. me to death when I read a piece that is. Uh, it's supposed to be in a certain era, and yet they've thrown some food item in or some expression in right. that simply was not in then. I think. Right. You know, right. That's, right. That's not cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, you're reading a, a novel that was set in in 1880, and somebody says, "Get over yourself."
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so.
5: I know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, um, are there any other questions for Marcia? So we're coming up on an hour here.
2: Oh, well, Marcia, hi. Thank, I, you, thank you. Yes,
4: thank you, you Marcia. That me, was thank really you very much. Yeah, you, were, yes. you were wonderful.
0: And um, you know, you can join us anytime. Here we are on Absolutely. Saturday. Yes. Of, uh, uh, and, I, Rebecca, that I goes for you, too. You're, yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in writing, we're happy to,
6: to have you Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I had forgotten. I've seen this before, but I'd forgotten. And then when I saw today that Marsha was the um, <laughs> one that we were, you know, had the spotlight, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got I to get on that so I can be supportive to her. So, yeah. Uh,
3: I'm yeah. trying to remember, I, I think I signed up for this group once before, and then I unsigned up myself because the traffic was so crazy.
0: It was, was and <laughs> I I unsubscribed myself, and I was the one who was asked to lead it, and I got off it. I couldn't. Well, then Anne Parsons and I, we kind of did a little tag teaming thing, and we kind of beat them all up. Now there's, them almost,
2: up. <laughs> now there's almost. almost almost no traffic. Yeah.
4: In I'm fact, wrong. i almost had to change my subscription back to individual messages instead of daily summary mode because there really you know, isn't that much. But yeah, and, it, and it's too
0: bad, you know. Like um, lately, it's it's doing what it should have done all along. It's just where right. somebody will. Post a, an essay or a poem, or one guy was asking okay. for title suggestions for a collection of poetry. You know, it's oh, let's so talk about it's,
4: your title. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, well, that's now, wait, What's the book about? we need okay. to know that we can think of the title.
0: All right, okay. Well, so gosh, I was gonna, I didn't forget, but I thought, oh, that's so self indulgent. But since you brought it up, <laughs> I'll ask you. Okay, so I have written a book for National Braille Press.